Hey, Godly Dating fam. Thank you for listening once again. This is Safa back with you. Uh, Unfortunately, my dear sweet husband isn't with me today um, because we decided to do a girls only podcast. Um, I have a special guest here with me, my best friend. Her name is Tia. So thanks for being here, (laughs) Tia girl. (laughs) So Tia and I met when I was going to USF. I was in college and we were roommates Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, she just really grew on me as a friend. We just we had similar backgrounds, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, we meshed really well. Uh, we just we've had some great times. She has been a part of my wedding. She is my you know, she's Zion's godmom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Dia, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself before we get into the podcast? Hey guys. Um, so yeah, uh, me and Safa have known each other for a, a while now, and as she mentioned, you know, uh, we've gotten really close. She's one of my best friends. Um, She is my best friend. And she's more like a sister to me, honestly. I don't really consider her a friend. Um, Zion is my baby and her husband, you know, Tavares. (laughs) I like him too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, babe. (laughs) But um, yeah, and I... Um, Safa is also my matron of honor in my wedding, so Mm -hmm. that shows how close we are. But... um. I uh, am born and raised in Boynton Beach, Florida. I moved to Tampa in 2011 for um, school. Go Bulls. Yes, go Bulls. And I've been here ever since. I'm actually getting ready to transition back to South Florida because I am engaged to be married on March 6th. So um, just preparing for that. But I've grown up in the church, been raised in the church all my life, apostolic background, Pentecostal apostolic all my life. My parents are heavily in the church. Um, My dad's a pastor. My mom's a pastor. Uh, And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Yeah. So I felt it was fitting to to have Tia on this podcast because the name or the title of the podcast from what you guys can already see is She Said Yes. Um, And basically this podcast is for people who uh, are looking to be engaged and married in the future, um, as well as someone who is, you know, on their way to saying I do now. So um, hopefully something we say might, you know, help you and, and strike, you know, a thought or, you know, just help you along the journey to, to being married because marriage isn't easy and the journey to get there isn't easy either. Um, so, you know, T and I are just going to talk about our struggles and our, you know, experience being single to engage to being married. And you'll get both perspectives, one from someone who's been married for a few years and one from someone who is going to be married in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so T, why were you in a relationship to begin with? What was the ultimate goal? Um, my ultimate goal was marriage. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to get into a relationship if that was not both of our goals. Um, because if we didn't, especially being in a godly relationship or being just someone who loves Christ, um, I wanted to make sure if I got into a relationship or my next relationship, that that would be, um, my primary focus, you know, to one day be married to that person if that was if that person was the person for me. Um, and you know, so that we can 
build the kingdom of God together right. so we can build our family together. Um, I didn't want to do anything outside of marriage. If we were going to be together, it would have to lead right down the right to way it, to the right to marriage. Way. Yeah, that would. Have and I like that focus. you said that. I like that you said that the focus was marriage because I feel like even in the church, as sad as it seems, a lot of some people. I'm not gonna say a lot of people, but some people are in relationships not to get married. They have other ulterior motives. Some people get in relationships because. Um, you know, they're lonely or they're bored. Uh, some people get in a relationship because, I mean, we live in the day of social media and everybody loves these cute little relationships we mm-hmm. see on social media and everybody wants to be social media influencers. Mm-hmm. So we do it for other people and that's not the right reason. And then some people get in a relationship simply because, you know, they just want to get in a relationship. They, yeah, they, they don't, they feel as though they don't have anything else to do and they're just entertaining it just to entertain it. I, I know before um, Tavares and I, <clears throat> I a long, long time ago when I left high school, I got in a relationship because I never would, I had, I had never gotten a relationship before, um, and everyone used to always call me Miss Goody Goody. <laughs> so I wanted to prove them wrong, right? Pretty much, mm-hmm. which wasn't the right reason um, because that's not glorifying God. And as a Christian, I mean, of course, I was young, and and while you're young and you know immature. Uh, you're going to do things that aren't even, you know, as a young, you know, Christian, you're, you're going to do things that aren't pleasing. But as you get older and you realize, you know, you just get a little older and you realize you get more mature and you realize the seriousness of relationships, you you don't have time to waste. Yep. Because your time could be used more valuable elsewhere. And to go off of what Safa is saying, I would also say for me because I agree 100% with Safa. And I feel as though when we were younger, we didn't really have anyone t- telling us telling us this. We Agreed. didn't have podcasts. We didn't have YouTube mm-hmm. to go off of and see other godly young adults. Right. Um, we had, of course, we had our church, but yeah, our but church- even they didn't ta- talk about it No, that's sometimes. a taboo to- topic. It was right. no dating, no men, that's n- it. No, gir- no boys, no girls. You just stick to your friends that are girls and you stick to your friends that are boys. And you just have friendships, but dating and um, all of that was not a topic. So we didn't have the structure and advice that uh, a lot of our listeners or, you know, Godly Dating's listeners have today. Um, there are so many ways and so many people motivating and encouraging and, you know, t- letting people know that this, you, you don't have to do it this, this way. way. You don't have to do it the way of the media. You can still um, have fun and live life. And still be a Christian mm-hmm. and still do things pleasing to God. And I'm the type of person, I always say this, I use other people's experiences um, to kind of groom my life. I don't need to Amen go through to something. That. Yeah. If I seen you did it, okay, girl, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try it. Same. Like I li- will live vicariously through other people's experiences um, and learn from them. I don't have to learn. You through- save yourself a world Yeah. Yep. I'm a firm believer in that too. I don't got to learn from my own examples. I can no. learn from yours. Of course, yeah. I have to make my own examples along the way. But if I don't have to go through the heartache, right. I'm not doing there it. There are choices that I will choose not to do because exactly. I've seen it happen for others and it just didn't work out very exactly. well. Exactly. And I think another reason people um, tend to get in relationships, you know, other than wanting to get married is to, you know, do things that they, or fulfill the lusts of their flesh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an, another thing I realized is sometimes we get, a lot of messages on godly dating from people who are younger, you know, maybe 15, 16. And, you know, they're asking questions about relationships where I'm like, but I'm like, sis, um, 
you know, are you planning to get married anytime soon? Are you planning in the next four or five years? Where do you see yourself? And, um, you know, sometimes they say, you know, not married. Maybe they think they're a little young or whatever the case may be. But if that is the case and this isn't going to marriage, why not wait? Why not wait on God? Mm-hmm. Why set yourself up to be in a relationship that can, you know, lead to something that, you know, leads to sin? Mm-hmm. And the Bible says to flee the very appearance of evil. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be mindful of that. We have to be cognizant of that fact. And, you know, just don't put ourselves in compromising situations. If you're going to be in a relationship, make sure you're trying to find out, hey, is this going somewhere where I could potentially see myself getting married to this person one day? Make sure you have a goal in mind. Don't date aimlessly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And um, another question we get is, you know, how did you know that? Your significant other was the one. How do you know that your future husband or your your now husband mm-hmm. is the one? So T, how did you know that Drew was the one for you? So as I was telling Safa previously, um, for me, it wasn't like, oh, I saw him and I just knew he was the one. Um, no, I saw him and I knew he was attractive, uh, mm-hmm. but I did not know that he was going to be my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, uh Honestly, for me personally, I don't think like being the one, I mean, it can happen maybe for somebody, but um, it wasn't like a love at first sight type of thing because I don't know you. So how am I in love with you? I mean, I love you like God would like us to love each each other, but I don't know you. So it wasn't like I saw him and it was love at first sight. No, I saw him. That would be lust at first sight. But anyways, um, Unless God came down from heaven and, and this is the first time you're seeing it, and God said <laughs> that is your spouse. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, but um, for me, uh, it was after getting to know Andrew, um, and getting to like our conversations, our personalities meshed, um, our upbringings were very similar, uh our church backgrounds, that was very important to me as well. I definitely wanted someone that was in the church and not just going to somebody's church and sitting on the pew. But um, I wanted, which is nothing wrong with that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if you haven't found your niche or where, how you can help that's the kingdom fine. of God, that's fine. But please do diligently find how you can okay. work in the kingdom of God. But I wanted someone that was actively a member, you know, not just going to a church that didn't work for me personally, because I've always been an active member at every church that I've been a part of. And I've only been a part of like two, um, that was back home and now in Tampa. So I knew he was the one that's what you asked, right? Yeah. (laughs) When, um, (laughs) like I just knew after all of our history, all of the time that we've spent together, all of the conversations we had, um, his love for Christ, and then on top of that, he was still really down to earth. Um, he was just, I don't know, we just blended very well. Our, my parents loved him. My mom doesn't really like much people. I mean, much guys, I should say. She loves people, <laughs> but 
Um, her mom is the sweetest. But. Yeah, she likes people, but you know. When it comes to her kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, and how he, his mindset, and I mean, of course, how he loved me as well, mm-hmm. but on another level, like his mindset, his thought process, his finances, how he took control of all of that, mm-hmm. um, how he budgets, how he saves, you know. I'm like, okay, these are great qualities Mm -hmm. uh, of someone that I would like to be as my husband, you know, in the future. So, um, and then also we were at a church service and we did not even come to that service together. The person who was preaching did not know either of us. We did not even sit together. He was on the drums and I was sitting in um, one of the seats and the guy came over to him, um, the the preacher came over to him and prophesied to him. And the prophecy literally was clear as his day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy because I had been praying about that. And I was just like, God, please, if because the guy, the pastor was prophesying on a whole bunch of people. And um, it wasn't the just regular everyday prophecy that's, you're going to do good. You know, you're going to be successful. You know, you're going to- It was a um, personal prophecy. It was a personal prophecy. Yeah. It was not just, oh, well, that can mean anybody, you know? Mm. How do you like, okay, well, duh, I'm going to, you know, pass my test. We knew that. You know, of course I'm going to pass. I studied and God is going to help me. I Mm. know that. You know, it wasn't no regular little- prophecy that could be for anybody for anybody like it was a vague yes it was very personal and it was exactly what I had prayed for and my parents were even like well did you hear that and I was just like yes I did and but even in the midst of that I still doubted God I'm not even gonna lie like I still was like well God show me something else you know Mm -hmm. show me another sign like Gideon said um so yeah I don't know. <laughs> I think you answered the question. I also, <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, uh, and I can't say that Andrew's the one for you, but um, even the story of how you guys met, oh, like yeah. you mentioned before, like you were on a cruise mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you met. And I feel like that doesn't really happen every day because you were supposed to be on your way to Atlanta mm-hmm. and you ended up on that cruise and you ended up running into someone of the same faith, yeah, the same, like, as if you would say, uh, equally yoked, mm-hmm. um, you know, you met him that way. And I just don't feel like that comes by happenstance. Not only did she meet him that way, and it wasn't like it was someone she met on a cruise to the Bahamas. And he now, I mean, he was living in Canada and she's living here. He was right He here. lives right in her city. Yep. Like right where, like, you know, in South Florida. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought that was crazy because that, like I said, that doesn't happen every day. So I do feel that God will show us who is for us in certain, in different ways. I mean, yeah. some people, and, and I, this happens, like God will tell you that a specific person is your spouse, but it doesn't happen that way for everyone. Yeah. I know for me, it didn't happen that way with Tavares either. It was over time and, you know, just getting to know him and just consulting God about my relationship with him that I saw God, um, you know, in the, in the fruit of our relationship, I saw God speaking to me and telling me, no, this is the one I have for you. Um, so I, I, and, and and things were just happening, like, especially when we got engaged, everything was just falling into place. Tavares and I weren't rich. Yes, he was military, but I I didn't have a job at the time. I just graduated college. And so I was kind of in that in-between stage of trying to find out what am I going to do next? And, you know, God just lined it up where people were just, um, you know, blessing us left and right. Uh, People who knew us, uh, paying for, um, you know, certain things for the wedding, my dress, the limo, 
the the venue was the photographer the things were just being paid off and, you see, and you I guys, felt like that was I didn't get God. those blessings yet so if y- anybody want to donate <laughs> I'm taking yeah, y'all any, got three weeks. Any donations, please. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I I really knew at that point. And God had showed me in different ways mm-hmm. before, you know, that that was the one for me. Even when Tavares was on a deployment, I thought our relationship was over because it's not easy being away six months. Like I, I didn't hear his voice. I didn't see him. Our relationship was just going to the pits. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but when he came back there were just things that were happening and, and, and that showed me that, yeah, this is what God wants for me. Even though I didn't anticipate this relationship going the way it did. And even though I didn't see him being my spouse, um, God was just working things out. So I do think that if you ask God to show you who, who, who this person is for you or how, you know, like if you're in a relationship and you're wondering, God, is this the one for me? I feel like if you ask, he will, he will answer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so as far as <coughs> the planning process through your engagement, how was that process? What steps did you take in the in the engagement process? I know you you did some some counseling. Um what 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 steps did you have in that engagement process that you feel that would help that you would feel would help other other people um intending to get married one day? So so you mean like leading up, like in the dating process or just the engagement process itself? Uh, if you want to do both, that's fine. But I, I really meant the engagement process. Okay. But. So in the engagement process, um, so first and fo- foremost, we knew that we were not going to get married without doing premarital counseling. Um, that was a <laughs> a deal breaker for me. If you don't want to do premarital counseling, I don't see why no one, why someone would shame counseling in general. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to do premarital counseling, then uh, this ain't gonna work because mm-hmm. um, th- we may think we know it all, but we, but don't. we don't. And it's always good to speak to someone that um, is an, uh, you know, who has been in a mar- uh, relationship, been married for some time, especially um, with experience. Right. And someone and who's on God, the outside looking, yeah, looking in. Basically. Exactly, on the outside looking in for sure. And if you're a Christian, of course, you would want to find a Christian counselor as well because um, there are marriage counselors who aren't Christian. Um, so we definitely wanted to find a believer um, to counsel us through this process because we didn't take it lightly. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Um, this so this is the rest of my life. Um, so... Definitely finding a good marital counselor. Also, um, I would say making time for each other, uh, just right. spending time with each other, enjoying each other, um, because the stresses of wedding planning can really get to a person. I won't even lie; like I've I've had a few breakdowns, um, and I I don't really like to cry. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she is not sentimental at all. So yeah. if she crying, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. It's serious. I don't do that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I had like several, not even just one breakdown. Like I've had probably two or three mental breakdowns. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. Because I kind of planned my wedding um, myself while still being a full-time, you know, uh, still being full, fully employed. And then I do hair on the side. So I have clients wanting to do hair. Then I, ha- I have to attend to work, of course. And then 
I'm also active in church, so I have to study for my Sunday school kids. And then I'm planning my wedding. Your whole life so, is still going on in the midst of exactly. All this and the wedding planning is a lot, especially being um, long distance because the wedding is three and a half hours from where I live. So I would have to go down there every now and again and plan weekends. So we definitely had to figure out how to make time for each other. I know our our marriage counselor, she gave us an assignment. And one of the assignments was to go on one casual, simple date. Um, pick one night to go to, she's like, like one evening to even go to the beach, pull out a, pull out a, um, a blanket on the ground and have some fruits and a sandwich and whatnot and do like a little bit or a picnic, um, in the park, you know? And then she said, then the next date would be something formal and something, um, something formal and something fancy where he would have to get either like a limo or a nice car. He asked me what I wanted. I said, I wanted a Range Rover. I know guys, but I really wanted to go on a Range Rover. I've been wanted a Range Rover. And so he picked me up in a Range Rover and we went on a date. Um, But yeah, so just continuing to court each other and date each other. During all of that. And I, I agree. I feel like that's very important because if you aren't finding time for each other in the midst of the craziness during the engagement stage, mm-hmm. when you get married and you have kids and life still goes on and work is driving you crazy, the same thing is going to happen. You're going to get so caught up in the kids, so caught up in the job, so caught up in, mm-hmm. you know, ministry. And, and, and you know, that's those are all great things, but you need to find time for each other too. So I think that's a great thing to remember, even in the engagement stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running out of time, um, but I did want to ask you, T, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for godly women desiring to get married? Okay. So first I would definitely say, um, make sure that the person that you are choosing to spend your, the rest of your life with, uh, especially for females, um, that he is a man of God for the guys as well, that she's a man, that she is a woman of God, because you do want someone that is equally yoked. You want someone Mm -hmm. that will build you spiritually. Um, we know we're so used to being the man being the head and he's supposed to lead us spiritually. Right. Yes, I 100% agree with that. But a spiritual wife will also help. A spiritual wife will pray him through when he has rough days because he's still human too. So making sure that you both are spiritual, um, that you both are strong believers, strong prayers, prayer warriors, and just, you know, or, or at least striving to be that. You right. might not be that right now, but that is at least you guys' goal. Um, I would also say making sure that you find uh, someone that you can build with. My fiance says this to me all the time. If he, if you, if anyone asks him what was something about me that made him want to be with me, or why did he choose me, or whatnot, mm-hmm. besides. Before he says anything else, before he says my my heart, before he says my personality, before he even says my looks, he says she's someone I could build with, and he's like, um, he's like, she, you can look any type of way, but not you can be a a you can be a ten, you could be a dime, and walk through this door beautiful, stunning, but have no financial etiquette, no, don't know nothing like. 
have no goals and ambitions <clears throat> or desires or purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what's the, per- what's the point of being You're with this person? Yeah. You're just this- pretty for no reason. Right. So, um, def- <clears throat> definitely finding someone, <coughs> sorry, that you can build with. <coughs> right. I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I, another thing I wanted to add to your bill with, excuse Tia, Sorry, she is guys. struggling over know. here. I don't know if she's catching that cough that I had a few oh, weeks no, ago. Oh, no, I rebuked that. That is not that. <laughs> but um, I agree with the building thing, especially because <clears throat> marriage is made to glorify God. Mm-hmm. If it isn't glorifying God, then you shouldn't be in the relationship <clears throat> in the first place. Let, a, let alone say yes. If he gets down on one knee and you're not ready and you feel like this isn't going anywhere and we're not building together spiritually, mentally, emotionally, then you shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even say yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely, the Bible, the Bible says that marriage is, is supposed to reflect the love that God has for us, the mm-hmm. church. The church yeah. So we're his bride and he's our bridegroom. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that whatever relationship we're getting in, we can build we can build with with this person. We mm-hmm. can build for the future. Build, you know, um, for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's that's Kill the ultimate goal. Building. It's it's great to have all these life goals, and you know, you want to you know be financially stable. Of course, that are, that's all great things. Of course, that's something that Tavares and I, and I'm sure Tia and Andrew are, you know, getting towards as well. But the main goal is to build for the kingdom of God. Amen. I so, agree with that 100% mm-hmm. because that's only what's going to last Yep. at the end of the day. Only what you do for God will yep. last. Only. And another thing I would also say um, that, of course, as cliche as, as this m- m- might sound, but that you both truly love each other. Mm-hmm. Because, and remember, try to think of the times when you felt like you were the happiest with that person because there are going to be times when you guys get into arguments, when you guys get upset, when you don't even want to speak to that person or even look at them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to, there has to be something in that person that you just love that you can go back that you can. Yeah. Just remind yourself yourself of, Mm -hmm. if you have to write it down, write it down. If you have a diary that you jot down bad stuff in, like whenever you want to vent, have you a diary the good stuff. that you jot down all your good stuff, you mm-hmm. know, because you can't just talk about the bad. You have to talk about the good because you will always remember the bad. Mm-hmm. It's the good. <laughs> and my fiance will tell me that he's like, oh, you always say I don't do this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because you don't. But what about when I did that? And I'm yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Girl, that's that's the same thing with Tavares and I too. And that's something I had to tell myself because my whole life I've had a I've had a diary. My whole life. I'm a writer. So getting married, I've always wrote down every time something get something got me upset, I would write it down. But now I'm just like, I can't do that because that's kind of keeping record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. So I've had to, you know, just I write down all the good things. Every time Tavares takes me out on a date or something like that, and I, I remember how he made me feel because of a certain situation, I write down the good things. Mm-hmm. So that's a good practice to put in place. That is great marriage advice. I really believe that. Um, I did have, like, two things also that I would say um, are kind of, like, you know, encouragement or advice to people wanting to get married. Um, you don't know what to expect until you, you're already in a marriage. So, I mean, you you might be on the outside and yes, it looks all glittery and gold and this person is perfect. But when you get married, things will start to show up in your marriage that you didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. This, you know, things about yourself, things about the other person, because marriage is made to bring out all your flaws. Mm-hmm. It's made to buffer you and make you who God wants you to be. 
And so whatever false expectations you have about it, let them go. It'll kill your marriage. It will kill your marriage. And also, (coughs) sorry, guys. Also, you'll never completely know your partner. It's a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Even, I barely know. I, I I don't even know myself fully. I, I learn new things about myself, you know, on a yearly or a daily basis. So, I mean, you're always going to be learning something about that person. So, give yourself grace. Give that person grace, and just grow in the marriage, and and you know, and and learn to glorify God together. Andrew always says that to me. He's just like. Well, yesterday you said you didn't like flowers. <laughs> and now you want now flowers. Now you want flowers. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, things what? change. Yeah, he's just like, no, you see, this is what's wrong with you, ladies. You're just too difficult. You, you don't know, know what, what you, you want. want. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know what I want now, but that's not what I wanted yesterday. Right. You're so, always learning and growing together. Uh-huh. So that's that's the whole point of it. I hope that this podcast helps someone out there, um, someone wanting to get married, someone wondering, you know, um, a few of the questions that we touched here. Um, ultimately, what I want everyone to get away from, get, get from this is that be with someone who loves God and who you can build with. Mm-hmm. Right. And and who you can glorify God with. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, in the next podcast of ours, we'll be back with me. So you guys don't have to cry anymore. And if y'all want me again, <laughs> just holler. Just holler. You can call her at 954. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, but my number doesn't <laughs> she even don't have it. a 954 number. No, not at all. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.